0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There's a little what we might call madness to draw attention to today. As you will know, we often make reference to the developments in the way that gender fluid theory is affecting ordinary people. We know that the identity of male and female is a biblical construction and Variations have led to the idea that really, almost, or really, anything goes. So we might wonder if some of the variations are serious, or if they're just there for publicity-seeking, even entertainment value. Some of the variations presented appear to be almost comical. In one of the latest variations, we're introduced to Gender Transcendent Mermaid Royalty. A person in the United States has identified as a black, Vietnamese, transgender, non-binary, gender-transcendent, mermaid, queen, king. Now, let's get some thoughts and insights with Babette Francis, who co-founded the Endeavor Forum and who's been a long-time advocate for women. Endeavour Forum is a pro-life, pro-family Australian women's NGO which has links to similar groups around the world and they exist to enhance the status of the uniquely female and traditional women's roles and to counter the ideology of contemporary feminism. Babette's joining us. Babette, welcome along to 2020. Thank you very
1: much for having me on your program. It's a joy to be with you.
0: Babbitt, we might ask the question, can it get any more weird than the idea of the mermaid? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I always thought mermaids were part of a fairy story. I remember as a child reading a very poignant uh, story. It almost brought me to tears where this handsome prince walking along the seashore and he comes across this beautiful mermaid and they develop a great friendship and the mermaid falls in love with him but to him she's just a friend because he can't visualize a romance with a mermaid Anyway, after a while, he brings his fiancée to meet this mermaid. And, of course, the mermaid is heartbroken because she she was in love with him. You know, (laughs) as a child, that story moved me uh, immensely. But it was what we call a fairy story. It wasn't based on reality. And I think some of my uh, political opponents at the moment are still locked into a kind of uh, childish fantasy, you know, which has got no basis in reality.
0: Well, interesting, isn't it, to talk about fairy stories. When you deconstruct male-female, you really do move into the realm of fairy stories. and so. Uh, but we might think that this is not a story for children. This is a story for adults. Uh, what are your thoughts about yes, the way course. adults I'm process that?
1: I'm just working on the editorial for our next newsletter, and... I think it's going to be headed the flight from reality. And what I mean by that is that the overwhelming majority of human beings, absolutely 99.9%, are born with chromosomes that clearly indicate whether they're male or female, you know, XX for a female, XY for a male. And the few... um, Aberrations on this view, uh, variation on this are abnormalities. They're not new genders. We just have two genders among human beings, and it's just a complete flight from scientific reality to pretend there are more than two genders.
0: This person's name is Mai, M A I, and the study interests that are listed for Mai are that they lie at the intersections of blackness. Queerness, decolonization and trauma with the end goal being liberation for all people. Uh, is there a place for that sort of theatric in the way that people present themselves? Uh, is the liberation for all people even a possibility here?
1: I think they're uh, bordering on living in a fantasy world or or bordering on insanity. It's what I call the flight from reality. There's no basis in science or anything else for uh, these uh, over fertile imaginations. And I think we need to... um, I think all students should be given a, a broad understanding of science and what our chromosomes are like. We're born with these six chromosomes from the time of, the time we were conceived or fertilized in our mother's uterus, and uh, you can't change that. They're, they're in every cell in your body. And I, I don't understand why Australian students, who are by and large are fairly well-educated, uh, don't understand this reality.
0: Uh, it's interesting as to where these sorts of fantasy ideas lie politically because this person, Mai it came to public attention when she participated in an LGBTQ panel discussion during the Democratic National Convention in the US. That's Joe Biden's party. And on the same panel, they were discussing... The
1: recent one, you mean?
0: Yes. The, re- they were... the
1: recent convention.
0: Yes, and on the same panel, they were discussing the idea of defunding police and prisons and ICE. Uh, so it gives you an idea that... Uh, that style of uh, presentation fits so well within the narrative, which is really quite weird, uh, on that left side of politics.
1: I think part of the um, push towards this sort of what I call false gender identity is because the individual is maybe unsuccessful in whatever whatever he or she set out to do and they uh, try to uh, use the excuse that they've been... Locked into a false gender identity, or if they were recognised as some other gender, and believe me, there are more than two genders in their in their spectrum, that they would be more successful. You don't ever see really successful men or women. Let's say someone like Donald Trump, for example, you know, having any fantasy that he might be born into the wrong gender or the wrong body or something like that.
0: Uh, Interestingly, as we might say, that's where this came to prominence uh, on a Joe Biden uh, side of politics for the U.S. election. Uh, In Australia, this sort of thing seems to be on all sides of politics, Babette. What are your thoughts for uh, whether there is even a political positioning for this type of uh, gender uh, fluidity ideology?
1: I think it's mainly an ideology that that appeals to people who are unsuccessful or what they what they think is unsuccessful uh, compared to what the talents they think they were that they have and uh, I think they use the excuse of um you know a mistaken gender identity or if they were, or that they were born in the wrong body to account for their in their minds their failure to achieve what they think they should have achieved i think that's part of it it's not the whole explanation but that's part of it
0: Uh, Babette, you're science-trained as well. Uh, When you have someone like this, unless they are biologically or chromosomally intersex, then they have to be distinctly either male or female. Isn't that the way the science works?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. They have to be male or female. Uh, there, there There isn't any third gender or... Uh, actually, I think Facebook recognizes about 57 different genders, and that's really just uh, scientific uh, nonsense. <laughs>
0: Babette, people are doing even stranger things, of course. Uh, these days, you'll hear stories of people marrying bridges and structures and tractors. And I even heard of someone just recently marrying the Eiffel Tower in Paris so they could apply <laughs> for a French passport. Uh, it doesn't stop at just gender. it's It actually gets even weirder and wackier.
1: Oh, absolutely. I just hope when, once they've married the Eiffel Tower, they don't throw themselves down from the top of it, you know, <laughs> to, to demonstrate their love or their commitment. Uh, it really is weird, um, and I think it should be recognized as scientific nonsense. And I'm a little critical of uh, the mainstream scientists, that they don't uh, uh, sort of deal with this more Uh, vociferously in the mainstream papers you know they should uh, stop this nonsense because it it causes havoc for some children teenagers who are confused or unhappy uh, or have serious psychological problems and they relate this to falsely related to being in quotes born in the wrong gender and they think that by changing their gender they'll solve their their problems and some of them have gone us to have quite mutilating um, operations, you know, they uh, amputate, have their breasts amputated or something ghastly like that, and it really is quite tragic, you know, they, ha- they are suffering from other sy- uh, psychological problems, it's not a matter of being born in the wrong body.
0: If we take it beyond the idea of publicity seeking or entertainment value, in that, what does it mean though to women? And I mentioned in the introduction you've had a long interest in. Women, uh, unique uh, femininity, uh, even women's roles, traditional women's roles, uh, countering the ideology of contemporary feminism. Where does this sort of thing fit into the sort of issues that you've been fighting for now for decades?
1: Uh, Yes, absolutely. And sometimes it causes some really tragic and serious problems. For example, uh, an apparent man was rushed into a hospital in uh, in the United States with uh, severe stomach pains. And uh, you know he presented as a male with a with a beard and so on. And while they were looking to see the, uh, what was the cause of these severe stomach cramps, they discovered he was actually he was actually female and was about to give birth. These were <laughs> childbirth pangs, you know. So it can cause comic, but also sometimes tragic situations. You know, they just discovered in time that he was actually a woman about to give birth. <laughs>
0: Uh, But the identity for women, if you said there is a women's identity and there is a man's identity, uh, this sort of thing uh, doesn't do much for the way that you might reinforce uh, role models, that you might reinforce values, that you might reinforce the value of what it is to be human. What are your thoughts here?
1: Oh absolutely, and I think this is particularly sad uh, in, more than sad tragic in the in the uh, in connection with males because we're uh, rapidly losing the concept of uh, if we haven't lost it already, of responsible fatherhood. You know, that that, that really should be reinforced because we're growing up with uh, generations of fatherless children, you know, mothers raising their uh, children, both boys and girls, on their own. And this is a, a tragedy for that particular family and also for society and the community at large. You know, children need both a, a male a father model and, and a mother female mother model and uh, when a child is deprived of one or the other, it uh, leaves a void in their upbringing, in their psychology, and their future happiness in life. It's, it's terribly important, and it's it's really the loss of the father that is becoming sort of prevalent in the in the West. Uh, in the some of the Eastern cultures, the fathers are over dominant and uh, uh, rule the family uh, with a sort of uh, firm fist. But in uh, In Western society, we've got an epidemic of fatherlessness.
0: Well, that's interesting because I don't know what the statistics and figures are of the number of men who want to identify as women or women wanting to identify as men. But uh, you seem to be saying that actually here, this is probably a symptom of a difficulty with men and their identity uh, rather than an issue for women.
1: I'm not so sure whether it's a a failure of identity as a failure of responsibility. There are a lot of men who are uh, not uh, unsure of male identity, but they walk away from, away from their responsibilities as a father. You know, why are uh, so many children left with uh, mothers unmarried or married, and the mothers left to raise them on their own? Fathers, men are walking away from their responsibilities as fathers, and that's a, a tragedy in Western culture.
0: So if you walk away from your responsibility, you might find some consolation in living a fairy tale. Uh, An interesting way to end our conversation there. Uh, But I want to point people to EndeavorForum.org.au. That's the website, EndeavorForum.org.au. Babette Francis co-founded Endeavor Forum. And there are always all sorts of articles and resources you can access, get onto their mailing list and uh, receive the insights that are coming from all over the world. Uh, Great to get your insights once again today, Babette. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.